Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 42-year-old from Iroquois Falls, Ontario. Elite Prospects has him at 6'2", 216 pounds. I don't think that's up to date either, but um, he went to Ohio State and became a CCHA champion also was the CCHA best defensive defenseman of the year, if that's an award in that league. Um, he has a cult following with the Brockville Braves, and he is a two-time Pokal champion in this fight, Deutsche Bundesliga, and he is a two-time Deutsche Meister in this fight, Bundesliga, uh, one time with yours truly for the Pokal and the Deutsche Meister. Doug Andrus, how are you today? Good, how are you, Wally? I'm awesome, buddy. It's been a long time. Sure has. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time here. Oh, I am so excited. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah we, we, we spent a lot of our, I guess, our young adulthood together, didn't we? Yeah, we were the first. We, uh, we pulled in the beating hunt together with no girls, no dogs. And we sat on your balcony and drank a lot of beers. <laughs> yeah, that was in July when they made us do three a days, Monday to Thursday. And then said, well, why don't you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off after we just destroyed you? And we said, well, yeah. why don't we show you what we could do to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll show you a destroying. It'll be like a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. Down. Down in, down in Stuttgart, watching yes. people walk around. <laughs> I tell you, setting up shop at a table downtown Stuttgart and people watching. I mean, there's not many better things I could do in an afternoon, really. No. Start in the afternoon and go all night and get a good sleep and do it again. Oh, dear. I think I actually just had a memory. I think I remember us getting in a, a dance battle in a train station underground. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. The big stairs that come up onto the uh, walking path of Stuttgart. We just danced off with people down there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did with some teenagers, right? We got into a dance battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so some other reasons why I have down how we know each other is that we won the championship in the second league in Germany. We were Deutsche Meisters. Um, we played together for three years in Beatingheim, two at the start together, and then you came back and we played one more year together. Um, I've been to your cottage in Brockville. You've been to Kincardine. 
Um, uh, we've also stayed a night in Krimichau at your apartment when you were playing there. Lisa came up and I uh, missed the bus on the way home <laughs> and uh, stayed overnight with you. So, yeah, there's, so, there's some history here. Definitely, definitely history. It's, uh, it's a different world when you're playing over there. You could uh, kind of do what you want, you know, like there's rules, but like we're there to have a good time, play hockey, but no one really through supervising you. So get after it quite a bit. <laughs> well, no, it was uh, good that like the coaches would let you do that though. Cause they know how important it is when you connect with other imports. And like after a game up in Krimichau that when Lisa drove up, that I was allowed to stay overnight instead of go back with the team when we had an off day. Like I, I thought it was great that you're allowed to do things like that because that was a fun night catching up. Yeah, definitely was. It's, it, it is really relaxed, right? Their, their whole atmosphere is relaxed. Their lunch breaks or they do whatever they want for an hour and a half, two hours. And that was the same for their hockey. But I mean, we definitely had Hitler at the start though. Holy Christ. That's the <laughs> first time going in there. It's uh it was a treat coming in in July. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a runner myself. I don't think you are either. And holy shit that he put us through hell. It was are, crazy. Are we getting into that already? Oh my God. Are we actually getting oh. into Britting already? Well, like let's, let's do it. Um, Schmidt, yeah. mentioned a few things we did, but uh, I, I, I would say that uh, like oh. I, I literally dreaded, um, oh waking up with the morning I, I dread it every day the first it wasn't like you know your first imp- when you first get there you're like it's not gonna be too bad you know we've done this a lot but after the first day when we had to go to the track forever and run when it was boiling hot and i was just like holy christ i fucking quit you know like i don't F-bombs, care Bob's ducky come on <laughs> hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars euros like, this is crazy. I'm six foot two, 200 plus pounds, and I'm not a runner, and neither are you. <laughs> I'm a better runner than you. Who's kidding who? <laughs> Even with a bad knee, I could still run yeah. better than you. Oh, my God. I was a horrible runner. Mm. I, I, did, I didn't like that guy to start, and he probably didn't like me either. Let's be uh, honest. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Uh, that, that, that was a real eye-opener. Like, Oh. Um, we worked out so much and then he had to go home for the weekend. So we'd literally get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just completely off. We would go absolutely completely <laughs> Looney tunes for four Thursday, days. Thursday night, man. Thursday. Remember they left. He did like an afternoon, early Thursday. We got all of Thursday night. It was like, are you serious? He made us fly here for like three and a half days a week. And, but those three and a half days, man, there, there was, there was, it was three a days. We would go to the track. Then we would go lift weights. Then we would come back to the track and it was like run 400 meter, then run 400 meter. And we just did them over and over and over. Yeah, it was, uh, man, I, I just, it didn't make sense to me. It did not make any sense what he did. Um, his system was garbage. His his whole plus he just had good guys on his team. Like we had we had awesome team that year, right? Whole oh. bunch of good guys, the Germans, uh, everywhere into Hansi who freaking gives him a massage. You know, like everyone was a good person. And then there was that guy when you first walked in that little hallway on the right. I'd be like, oh my god, I don't want to walk by. If he calls me in here, I'm still drunk. I smell like alcohol. Like this is not going to be good. He's going to be like, he's this recovering alcoholic who's like, oh, you're fine, right, bud? Like. Give everyone all shit, but you did it for 25 years yourself. 
<laughs> Doug, Doug, just relax, bud. Okay. Um, yes. No, you're right that there um, a lot of guys did not like walking past his office. Oh. Nobody wanted to talk to him. Nobody wanted to be around him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we won the championship, and uh, we did have a lot of great guys on that team. Once you got by that extra, that other door and you walked into that little room, that's when it was bang, you know, like, here we go. Yeah. You you got past the coffee machine too. You had to get past him there too. Yeah. (laughs) He he definitely enjoyed his little espresso, his little shots. Oh man. There is some of the, the things he made me do like the 90 minutes a day in the sauna for every day for three months. I had to do 90 minutes a day on the bike in the sauna. I remember that. You had to get down below a certain weight. I mean, I was the same. Remember, I, I, I think I dropped like 15 pounds in that little three weeks period. Like, what the hell? Like, I went from, <laughs> from 215 to like under 200. And I was just like, how is this possible? Um, I, for me, yeah, it was after the knee surgery when I got so fat. Um, <laughs> yeah. they said if I wanted to con, they said if they wanted, if I want a contract for the next year, I basically had to ride the bike in the sauna for 90 minutes a day and I did it. <laughs> Oh, and I got a contract. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I remember coming in after every practice. Cause he's, what'd you play? You played like four games that year. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, this sucks. You know, we lose one of our guys already. And then I was like, well, we'll get to enjoy Europe for a bit. No, not at all. Every day you were just doing just as much as us going to all the trips with us. I was just like, Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. That guy, do you have any other British stories before we move on? Because he was one of the hot topics I have down here. Um, I like that. I mean, Schmidt, had some good ones. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we'd carry on? Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Schmitty touched on a couple, but like us doing stuff on the ice with a snorkel and some kind of breathing through a breathing mask. Like I said, man, that was that was our COVID. That was our COVID in Germany. Like, got in and everyone had snorkels. It was awful. Like, so stuff like that. But uh, just ready yourself. I just, I could never look at the guy and sit, think like this is going to be good, you know. But no, no real stories one on one because I actually hardly ever went in his office and I don't ever remember him being around that often. He was always gone back to Lansing, like when we go out, so we never actually got caught. I mean, the best story is when we won. And we all got on the friggin' float with our dogs. Oh, and, and looked, I, I was in the cutoff jeans. Yeah, cutoff jeans. I remember looking at just big grizzly beards, and we were like, we stayed out till right till the, I think we left. I think we went for like an, an hour nap, and then come in, and he just looked at us like this and shook his head, and like, man, we just won. Like, can you yeah. like put a little break on it? Like, we were in one though. We were. Yeah, we were. We didn't get out of one for a while. <laughs> no, we were we were in the pocket. They would say, "Yeah, we were right in the pocket." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I remember we were downtown, and then we—I was in the trunk with the two dogs in my cutoff jeans, and I rolled out of the back of the trunk, and the news was recording me. And then I got on the float with him, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know we were going to a parade, so I had the cutoff jeans so cut off so high that the boxers were hanging out the bottom, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> We're at the parade of the professional hockey team, and that's what I look like. I didn't. Well, there was no real talk about how, how it was going to happen, right? Nobody knew there was, there no was a parade. Was no, on. we get to a parade, and there's four thousand people downtown, and we all look like 
come. Like, I'm like, what is going on? And they're cheering at us like it's the best thing ever. I was like, I can't even see streak on this float. And they just know there's lots of people. I, I remember me and Kelzo at that, that night we came back and we stood up on the statue. And I remember looking around, I, I could hardly see, but looking around, there's still 4,000 people downtown. Like that was probably, because that was their first title, right? It was their yeah. first title for the second league and they were jacked. They wanted to go to the DEL, right? We all wanted to go to the DEL. And that was kind of like the reason why we had that team. And then the, the crisis hit that year. So kind of things went sideways, but like, what a fun team. Like that team itself with that leader, cause he's a, he was supposed to be a leader, right? Like he did not lead anything. <laughs> our team led that that, that well team everybody play. everybody was playing out of fear like yeah if you didn't do exactly what he said you didn't play <laughs> like yeah. there's no way around that yeah that's for sure we had we did have a deep bench right because Dirk, remember Dirk? Dirk was one of the better players and he didn't even play at the start of the year because we had too many old guys right well uh, i the year before i played against Beatingheim in the playoffs and he was like the left when I was the right winger and I remember having to like dump it in on him and he'd just turn around and be so fast get the puck skate it out of the zone and I'd still be chasing him and I'd be like what just happened and then the next year they weren't even like playing him he wasn't even he didn't dress the first and he was like their top two the year before and that guy would just put get a hate on for somebody he he did it with a handful of guys Florian Young like there's a bunch of guys where he just decided he didn't like them and they were done yeah but his Lansu connection always like he loved well, the Lansu's connection, right? Like, well, they were all good too, though. So, oh, they were good guys, great guys. But. Okay, now, next question as we're gonna move on now. Um, we've trash talked Brittig <laughs> enough, but um, I think my knee problem started with all those 400 meter running. So, yeah. there you go, Brittig. Thanks for yeah. that, bud. Thanks for my knee problem. For the rest and of actually. The time when I came back too early and when we were stretching around the circle, do yeah. you rem- do you, I don't know if you'd remember this, but he said, he said, well, and we'll have Wally back in the lineup tonight unless he's a pussy. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm back in the lineup tonight there, big guy. And then four games later, back fu- out, fully tear the PCL and I'm out for the full season. So Good idea, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Really good idea. So way way to go there. You did change my life there with that injury. So thanks, but I was tough enough to play. Um, So where are you now and what are you doing now? Um, I'm in Brockville, Ontario. Been here while we came back in 2013 bought a house a couple of years before that. So just kind of tried to find our, find my way, you know, at, at the start, you know, I took some fire courses. I thought maybe I'd be a fireman, uh, pretty tough to get into full time. So ended up being, I'm doing uh, volunteer firefighting. I've been doing that for almost seven years now and I, I enjoy it. It's more of a come and go and still serving purpose. So I actually enjoy that. Um, own my own business for a bit when I was in Brockville, uh, just sold it for a year about a year ago and now i'm working for uh mpac municipal property assessment corporation uh government job pension benefits so really good really good hours it's just a better lifestyle work lifestyle just for the family like my two boys are pretty active and 
my wife keeps me busy too. So we got the cottage to go to in the summers and, you know, my, my other work schedule kind of hindered that. So I didn't get there as much. So yeah, a lot going on with my kids, two boys, uh, be 12 and nine this year, both into a lot of sports. I like play you know, football, baseball, hockey. So do you know, uh, do you know that you're, so if RJ's 12, mm-hmm. Do you know that other than yourself and Candace, I was the first person to know he was coming into this world? Yeah. He used to, I remember, I remember in beating him, he used to be, yep, going to fill the tank, eh, Doug? See you later. No. <laughs> Do you remember we were, we were letting the dogs out? And we were, there's that one patch of grass in Beatingheim right down from where we lived that just, there was dog poo everywhere. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. patch of grass, there's poo everywhere. Well, we were standing there watching our dogs poo in the same grass. You told me she was pregnant. I I was the first one to know. So, ha, Ah, RJ, I had knew about you before anybody else. So yeah. you, you may not remember that, but I was the first guy you told. Yeah. That's probably like, well, I'd be almost 13 years ago now. Right. Cause like I said, he'll be 12 and uh, do the math, do the math. I bet you it adds up that I'm the first guy you ever told. I, you probably are. Didn't really have any technology to do anything back. Like, you know, I think you Skype a little bit, but it was freaking horrible. Right. Oh yeah. You would have been on Instagram with some kind of gender reveal or something yeah. <laughs> there hey, back then instead we just had our blue nokia phones and we were just rocking <laughs> well the picture i sent you right that little picture she's like yeah <laughs> so small piece of crap. Uh, uh, okay so you're busy with the kids you're working for impact which uh fun story is that's how my old man started out in his in his business career but uh anyways um Next question here is, so you, where's Iroquois Falls and how do you get from there to Brockville? And I know how much Brockville means to you because you've been there since junior. So how do you get from Iroquois Falls to Brockville? So where is that? Where is I'll go through Iroquois Falls. Iroquois Falls is an hour Northeast of Timmins. So that's up there. Yeah. We're way up North. We're about uh, eight and a half hours North of, of uh, Brockville. Uh, growing up in Brockville, my dad worked at a paper mill, uh, so small little town growing up, 5,000 people, you played, you didn't even play any big teams, you just played outdoor rinks, I had an outdoor rink in my backyard, and like I said, eight and a half hours north of here, I mean, we had seven months, six, seven months of outdoor rink, right, so that's pretty much all I did, I did a little skidooing, uh, played B hockey, it was B hockey till I was... 14 yeah and then uh then played our little town actually they the, uh, got a double a team in the quebec league and as a 15 year old so set whatever that is second year bantam i played uh for the double a midget team out of quebec and then we had a scout that uh, actually in brockville i was lived uh grew up in eric falls so he came back to eric falls quite a bit started watching that double a team the year before when it first started and brought one of the players down. And then, uh, it was kind of like his little funnel train. Like he brought down probably like nine of us from that team in the next couple of years. So made my way down to Brockville, tried out as a 16 year old, uh, made the team. Didn't think I was going to like, you know, you're kind of, 
young and unsure of what's going on and made the team, uh, but it was good. I got so, a question. So how far away is this Quebec team from like, oh, uh, how far were you well, practice? How far were you going for like, cause I'm trying to think, I'm like, you're think I'm thinking where Timmins is and I'm trying to think of where Quebec is. And I'm like, I'm trying to put it together, but like, how far were you going for practices and games? So practices were in our hometown practices. We played Nerd Falls, but our games, we could go like anywhere to eight to nine hours. For a minor hockey game, and minor parents are just paying the gas for one game and then drive right back. We had a bus. They had a bus. They had a bus sponsor. We had a whole bunch of sponsors. They sponsored. Uh, we actually got quite a, quite a few fans for double um, uh, midget double A. We probably had about remember six hundred thousand fans come to the games. I'm sure they had a lot to do up there. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely nothing to do, and they just look forward to watching double A midget hockey um yeah but that's all that's pretty much all it was right there's there's absolutely nothing to do there's no there's no stoplights in my in my town right not one stoplight so it's just all stop signs but mostly yields like not a whole lot going on so it's uh yeah there's not a whole lot but nine hours are you, three so, hours and nine hours nothing was closer than three hours i don't think are you is your family still up there yeah my my sister and her husband they have three boys up there um, and my mom and dad both live up there and I could not force myself to go back up there. I just, I like to visit. I love to visit. Don't get me wrong. I love to visit my, my family, love to see my friends, but I just, I need just to do something right. Like right now, this is, this is something good. This, this 90 minutes, but like, you know, usually I, I just like to do stuff. This COVID stuff is not, uh, not good for me. I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I I'm at that age too, where I have a hard time sitting down. I I just like going and sitting down's tough for me. So that's why I stand up through this whole thing. <laughs> enough sitting down and laying down when I was six years when we were in Germany. That's why. Exactly. We watched so much Netflix that we just rolled around and watched. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So you get to Brockville, and just because I know you guys so well. That at some point you meet your wife, Candace, and um, you never leave Brockville again. Hey, eh? so you, you find you get out at Iroquois falls and then you meet Candace and you're like, can I please live in Brockville for the rest of my life? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how it went. <laughs> no, uh, I met Candace my second year playing in Brockville. Played her for five years, which is a long time junior. <laughs> uh, we'll get after that. We'll talk about that maybe later. Um, so I met Candace my second year, stayed her, stayed with her for, I'm two years older than her, so stayed with her until my 20-year-old year. She went to Ottawa U for four years, and I went to Ohio State for four years. So we kind of split, we kind of went our opposite ways, um, you know, for four years, and then got back together and made her way to where did i go we can talk about that later yeah whatever okay so you met her there so the next question then is so you were in brockville for that long that i guess back then it was more common maybe um but you got a scholarship pretty late and what like was it a full ride then if it was if you were that old to be going there like geez you would have been older than like the like some i was older than some you would be a freshman that was older than the seniors eh well i was older than some of the seniors for real were you <laughs> my first year yeah so what happened is i didn't take school very serious to be honest so school was not my thing 
So actually Ohio State at school's talking to me when I was 18 years old. And I did not give two shits about school. It's wrong to, it's wrong to say that. Any kids that are listening, it's wrong. I didn't take school serious. So that was my big downfall. Uh, so I actually got a lot of tutoring, got some help. And it took me three years to pass my SAT. So thankful it happened. Um, so it, was ma- it, was, it wasn't hockey. It was strictly no, it your grades is why you couldn't get get yeah my my so in Brockville my first year I played I, I think I played four years on the all-star all-star game right so I played I was a four, four-year all-star game guy you know so so when I said you have a cult following for the Brockville Braves like I was just joking but that's actually probably real it's probably <laughs> real I, was, I scored 70 points twice as a defenseman so I mean it's uh, my third year. I could have left. I could have left. I could have went to quite a few schools. I had a lot of schools talking after my third year. We won the, we won our championship. Then we won the Eastern Canadian Championship. We went to the All Canadians out in Nanaimo that year. That year, I, you know, I kind of took off. That's, that was the year I kind of developed as a player and started to know that you know I want to be an offensive defenseman and kind of jumped in and stuff like that. So that's kind of the year that it kind of started. So that's probably around January that year. I knew you know I was pretty good hockey player and I, I wanted to do something with my life with hockey and kind of just started to take hockey a little more serious. Candace has actually kind of worked out. Candace's dad's a, was my guidance counselor, right? So he had, he had a lot of good connections. He hooked me up with some people that actually helped me study and, and get me through where I was. So hockey, so, hockey was definitely not the problem, Waldo. You know that. <laughs> well, no, I do know that, but I, I didn't know you struggled like that at school. So um, is this a shout out to the Ohio State Buckeyes for, uh, did you get, did you just slide through all the classes then for four years or what? <laughs> <laughs> Was there like, a, oh, you're on the hockey team. So yeah, no, you can, you can have a CC, get, C's get degrees. <laughs> so I, I probably, I wasn't a football player, a basketball player, but I guess I was on, in the third tier for, for that. But yeah, they, they put you, they definitely had a mentor that put you in the right classes. We'll say that. Right, we had uh, went to some class. We went to a Yiddish class. I remember a Yiddish. Went to a Yiddish class. Really? I I, I took volleyball once. <laughs> Yiddish for one of the for one of our language classes, and you go into it, and the guy's like, "Yep, hey, how's it going? You play hockey? Yep. All right. Make sure you come at least once a week." <laughs> Yiddish. Yeah, it was just some guy that knew. I don't know the guy that sets it all up. So there, there's a couple stories like that. I mean. Football players had it way worse. I played Maurice Claret. You remember Maurice Claret, the one and done. You Was he the that? guy that hurt his knee? Hurt his knee, yeah. After in the he, national championship game where it like went backwards. So no, that's Miami. They beat Miami. That, that's the guy that did it. Yeah. Oh. So anyways, he he was on Ohio State. Anyways, he was a one and done. But he, I remember some of the boys telling me in, in his class, he put his feet up on the desk, wouldn't do anything. Feet up on the desk and just kind of sit there. So like. That does happen, but football and basketball get up more than we do. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Waster, Michigan, we uh, we had to struggle through to uh, <laughs> to <laughs> get our good grades, but I did excel at school. So that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, um, so you're at Ohio State, and um, you know what, Western Michigan would have been out so far before you guys actually won it um we would have already been like three weeks into our 
postseason bender. So yeah. we would have no idea who actually won, but I guess you won while I was at Western Michigan, right? You won for the Ohio State Buckeyes in yeah. our in our our league, the CCHA. CCHA, yeah, that was uh, my senior year. So my senior year, we we played Bowling Green. In the finals? Uh, no, in the in our first round, we played them in the first round, like in your playing games. That's probably when you guys lost. So everyone plays everyone in the very first round. Oh yeah, no, that was definitely when we lost. We <laughs> never got out of that. That was that was a heated battle. No, actually, sorry, we did win around my last year, but that was like a pre one to get to the, like the yeah. No, yeah. go ahead. We uh, so we played Rome. Then we actually we weren't seated that high, so we had to play three games at the Joe, right? Our tournament was always at the Joe, so at the Joe Lewis and played the first first night. I remember pretty clear, obviously, because when you win championships, you kind of remember. We were down by to Notre Dame. We came back. We beat them 6-5 in, in overtime. And then we played uh, Miami, Ohio, which was probably the better team in that tournament that year. And I think we beat them by one goal. And then we played Michigan, obviously. Either play Michigan or Michigan State. It seems you have like. to play three games that. Oh, so that's the way we were seeded, right? So first, the first top two seeds got a buy, and then three played six, and four played five. So there's twelve teams in the league. So we play all that first round. Yeah. So we had to play three games. I think we, were, I think we were like a four, like a five or a six, you know. And we ended up kind of pulling off. We played Michigan in the finals. Twenty thousand people at Joe Lewis, all cheering for Michigan, obviously. Uh, we had like maybe like a pocket of Ohio State fans. And uh, yeah, we beat them, beat them 4-2, final game. Remember, obviously, because, uh, you know, two goals and assists or something like that in that game and went on to be, whatever, I was tournament MVP, tournament best defenseman or something like that. And Is so that right? It was, a, it was a pretty good memory. It was just, just, is, that, is that because you were 30 years old in college? I was 24 years old in college. Oh, sorry, sorry, 24. I sorry, I forgot when you started. Well, you still it. Uh, there's some pretty good players. It's uh, 24, but frick, some of those 18 year olds were freaking. Still no, I you you're absolutely right. Winning winning something like that is uh, crazy, actually, because yeah. some of the guys that are in that league, like yeah, you go to the awards night. I got to go to once. Um, you like. The guys winning the awards were like um, Andy Green and, you know, Al Montoya and Jack Johnson. And it's like, yeah. So to win something like that, yeah, good job. Way to go. Awesome. So, like, we were, we had a pretty good recruiting class. So, like, when I played with Kessler and Umberger, like, those guys, you know, they played 800 plus games in the NHL. So those guys were. Is that when you won it? We won it. The, the, actually, that we would have won it that year, but they left. So then it was the next, we ended up winning the next year because they both left. He left after freshman year, Kessler, and Umberger left after his junior year. He was the same class as me, but they both left. And I think we, I don't know, we, we pulled it together with two of the best players kind of leaving, you know, and it was kind of, it was kind of neat, but yeah, a lot of good players in that league. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it would have been fun to win a college. I, we, we, we had our struggles at Western Michigan. Um, <laughs> they do and, well. Huh? Their program's pretty good now. They put it together pretty well now. I think, uh, I, yeah, there, there's enough guys on here that come on and talk about issues we may have had there that I don't need to 
And I, I don't need to talk about it when there's somebody not from Western Michigan on here. Um, <laughs> okay. So you guys would have had some fun that night. That's cool. Cause um, yeah, I, I don't, I never experienced winning in college, but so even, well, even I'll like play. winning like a, a big weekend, like in Maine, that felt like winning the Stanley cup to me. So I couldn't imagine winning the whole thing in college. So we went, we won, we went down to the GM towers. That's where we're staying at the GM towers. And we went down in our locker rooms, get, we were drinking, then went back, had some drinks. Um, we get into the, the, I don't know, dining area, and all of a sudden we're like partying, and then we see it, and then one of my buddies goes, hey, man, there's Rick James. So Rick James, we partied with Rick James all night, and uh, I was something that was pretty cool, you know? Like, just in the, in the thing, he's just buying drinks for like pretty much all of us. He's got all his gold on, just, ah, you know, just kind of give her and, so that was uh, that was a memory that I probably won't ever forget either. It's kind of cool. Okay, so next question then um, is you're the which doesn't make sense to me because I would have thought offensive defenseman of the year, but you're the defensive defenseman of the year in the CCHA, and your team wins the championship, and you're the MVP. However, you are 37 years old at this time. So what are the options? when um, you're turning pro at such um, an old age, um, but you have such a great season. It's like, well, like what, it, what were the options? So that year was the lockout year in the NHL, right? 2000, 2003, 2004 was the lockout year. Um, I was, yeah, I was 24 years old. I was older rookie, uh, older, older rookie going into whatever, whatever pro we were going, right. I was going to be the oldest rookie there probably. So, uh, I talked, obviously my agent kind of set some stuff up, but he said, there's, you know, you probably don't get anything, but Chicago called. So Chicago's like, yeah, they have a camp in June, the rookie camp. And you want to go to that? So I was like, yeah, perfect. You know, like anything right now, I just want to, what's my next steps to, to playing hockey. So went to that actually had to sit down with Dale Talon. Uh, and I remember him telling me, he's like, there's going to be no hockey this year. So you're pretty much, you know, going to start in the coast, right? That's kind of what he said. There, there's no contracts, even though, like, I, like I said, my, I think my age did play a factor. I was third top scoring defenseman in the all NCAA that year. And I think I was a plus 20 ish and I won best defensive defenseman, which shocked the crap out of my whole team. Uh, <laughs> and me when I read it today. So, and my coaches, my coaches made fun of me. I remember my coach saying to me, because you have to actually get ready for you. He wants you to kind of have a, have a speech ready. And he puts his arm around me and goes, hey, Doug, you have to get uh, you have to get fitted for a talk, so you have to go and say a speech. I was like, a speech for what? He's like, you want best defensive defenseman of the year. I'm like, is there a mistake on that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> and, he, and then he uh he gave me, well, I guess your plus minus helped you this year. And, you know, you kind of done a couple more roles. But I was just like, I still am not a defensive defenseman. Anything but, you know. So. Oh, you're not bad uh, defensively. But my my eyes lit up offensively, right? That's kind of more what I cared about. So. Well, we had, we probably put together one of the best power plays I've ever been a part of. Me, you, and Justin that first year running a half wall. That was about as good as the power play I've been a part of. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think we're all like, you know, I was top D, you and Kells were two top forwards in the league. I mean, it was, it was fun, right? We all enjoyed each other and we just kind of, we just kind of ran with it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Just had we just had no no net front presence that year. No, come on, no, he was awesome. Sarah, he was awesome in front of the net, but like, uh, we're getting off topic. I'm just saying you're an offensive defenseman, not a defensive defenseman, but that's funny. So, um, so the options were um the coast. Then you're going to the coast. Going to the coast. Um, definitely going to the coast. I actually went to Chicago, did Chicago's camp. Then they're like, no, we're not, probably not going to happen. Actually, I had a blast Chicago's camp. One little story in Chicago's camp. Get out there. Dustin Bluffland's there. He's uh, he's probably 18 or 19-year-old. He's at, he's at the camp with us, and he is a lush, just a lush. We go on Wirt's boat onto the, onto the lake. We're on the lake on Wirt's boat, and he has, like, a, a fridge in it. And I remember it was – I think it was James Wisniewski and Dustin Bufflin. Those were the two guys. They just did not give a shit. Didn't care about anything. We're hammered on the boat. Just didn't care. All the, the rest of the team's trying to try out for this NHL team. And these, these two guys are just getting – just hammered, just getting crushed. Oh, my God, what a guy. He, he could just shoot the puck. He was a big, big lad at that age. And he couldn't handle his alcohol at that age? Um, I think he was 18. I think he was 18 years old. I mean, I was 24, right? I was 24 years old. I think he was 18. And, just, and you've gone to Ohio State for four years, and like he's just coming in out of major junior. Like, give the guy yeah. a break, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, um, but man, he that was uh, I was just a member that I just kind of remember that's one to bring up, <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> then, uh, actually went to San Jose, went to San Jose's camp later on. Then, obviously, same kind of thing from Doug Wilson there, just not nothing's gonna happen. I think I went there in like July or July or August. And then nothing happens still. There's no NHL. So off to the coast they go. Um, AHL is full of NHL guys and the top AHL guys are top NHL, top prospects that are going to play in the AHL. Um, uh, I was going to go to Atlantic City at first. I was like, okay, I'll go to Atlantic City. Then South Carolina called me. I'm going to South Carolina. <laughs> I'm not going to Atlantic City. I'm going down to the coast. going to hang out on the beach and I forget to play hockey. And that's what I did for the first half of the year. Forgot to play hockey. I think I had like four assists in like 30 games and then whoop, traded over to Toledo. I then- pl- I played a game um, against South Carolina, uh, whatever they were called. What were they called? The Inferno? Stingrays. Stingrays. Who's the Inferno? Columbia? Columbia. Columbia Inferno. Okay, so we went down and played those two teams. And holy moly, what a setup. Like, what a place to live. I know. That's what it was, right? You, How would you play hockey there? You can't. That's what I didn't know. Like your first year pro, I was like, this is, there's, there's way, it's way too easy to go to the beach. Fresh out of college. You're supposed to stay focused there. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I, my, my mind was so far in the gutter. I was just <laughs> right into the alcohol and right into the beach and just doing anything, but you know, I, I'm not going to the bike. I'm going to go on the bike before or after. And no one cares because they just don't care. Right. When you're first year in college. You don't do the work. You're just shipped off. They'll find someone else. Well, it's not like, even though when we were breaking in, like the <clears throat> working out, wasn't that big of a deal, especially in the coast, like the Dayton bombers, we weren't going to beaches, but we were <laughs> like, guys weren't going to the gym either. Yeah. That's we not could... what guys did. You, you, no. after practice, like it was over. You didn't yeah. go to the gym. No, we never actually, we never really went to the gym. Actually like my, my coast year, we had a mandatory twice a week, 30 minutes on the bike. I think that's what it was, you know, like 
but I mean, really, what's that? That's like, a, that's nothing. So, but we went, to, we went to downtown. It was just, it was a cool city and it was just different for me. I just forgot to play hockey, made my way on anything, did cruises, rented like paddle boats, hung on the beach and just forgot about the arena. Okay. So then you go to Toledo. Um, well, we can't, I don't think we can get into every season. We got too much to cover here in Beatingheim and whatnot. So basically um, you start the coast. I did see you go up and down a little bit, but you do end up in Johnstown for the chiefs. Right. Yep. And that is when I play against you for the Daytona beach bombers of, Daytona Beach bombers from Ohio. <laughs> yes. Um, and I played against you that season after yeah. Ohio state. Right. So, yeah. um, how was Johnstown? How was life there? Cause that's, that's the one slap shots after, right? Uh, yep. Slapshot arena, old town mill, like just a steel mill, nothing going on, man. It reminded me of Eric Falls and I was like, ugh. but, uh, and you finally got out and then you're right back in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was, there's not a whole lot. We stayed in like an old age home across the building. So the, the rinks on one side, the other side of the street was this like five or six tower with like 95% old people. I mean, not like, 60 70 i mean they're 80 90 years old people in wheelchairs and there's myself and two other like guys in the student i'm like what are we doing staying here it's like this is the cheapest place you know they don't they don't have very much money i was like oh my god you should have seen where we stayed in dayton oh. ohio you should have seen where we stayed in dayton ohio the people <laughs> that were living in the neighborhood it was it was it was something else <laughs> I have to tell you one story because when I got traded from South Carolina to Toledo, we go to Toledo, we go on a road trip. This guy, Logan Koopman, he was a goalie signed with uh, signed with Detroit, and we were our kind of the affiliate. He comes in with this nice truck, nice nice wheels. We pull up from the bus. I think I drove that day. I drive to the rink. We drive back. His car's up on cinder blocks in our neighborhood. They stole all his tires, all his rims. We get back. I'm like, what the hell? Where do we live? Every little town we went to was just like just garbage, you know. Oh man, the slums that, of all the little towns—that's where they put us. No, that east, that north division of the coast back then. I don't know what it's like now, but my gosh, that was slumming living and <laughs> living in that, eh? <laughs> like Dayton was probably one of the nicer rinks, but it was like kind of dead, right? You just had that one big wing. Like, it, it was a basketball uh, rink and we would have like 200 people there for a game. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But then uh, in Johnstown, it was, it was convenient, easy, easy life, right? Just cross the rink back forth. And then but to party, it was, there's nothing going. I mean, you're talking about a dead town, just a dead old steel town. So absolutely nothing to do. But Candace actually lived with me that, I think that year. And then the, the next year she kind of, went home because i think she's like i had enough of this place i'm out of here too many hermits <laughs> i couldn't imagine so okay so i did see you get a few call-ups to the ahl um it took you three years to figure out what it took me yeah. um, but that was time to go to europe so how did you make the decision and i think i do know this story is that you go to germany to play for your agent. Yeah. So Larry. Pretty Nash. convenient, eh? What a yeah. joke. <laughs> Larry, 
Larry Mitchell um, was my agent, my coach, and an ex-Brockville Brave. I was like, well, this should work out pretty well for me. Yeah, you um, might get some ice time, eh? Yeah, we get there, and uh, probably one of the worst teams, eh? Like, Landsberg was, like, one of, the, one of the worst teams. We brought in some good players at the start. We started off well, and really didn't know about it. They had no money. Right. So we get there by my, and this is your agent setting this up, right? Have you figured that out yet? (laughs) So he was gone after this one year, right? Obviously I started doing things on my own like this. So my agent, my coach, he was the first one to leave our team that year. He's like, I'm done. He leaves our team. He goes to Augsburg plays in coaches in Augsburg, like in the DL. And I go, Oh my God, how does that happen? Well, that's happens. And then, he, and then he, our goalie, Dennis Andrus, you know, Dennis Andrus, mm-hmm. German national goalie brings him along with him, brings Adam Mitchell, brings, he David. was the goalie there that I would play against in Landsberg. He was that, that first year. He was our goalie. He was good. I just couldn't believe that everybody's big break was that your team went bankrupt. Like you guys were a pretty decent second league team. Kind of, you had some pretty decent imports. But then your team goes bankrupt, and all of a sudden, all the imports are signing DEL contracts. I'm like, this is an absolute <laughs> joke. I'm yeah. going piss. You keep talking. All right. Yeah, we uh, we headed out, and I went to Crayfield. Um, Adam Mitchell went to Hanover. Uh, David Wrigley went to Augsburg. These are all DEL teams. So we'll go from, like, one of the low-end uh, second-league teams up to the DEL team and all our top Germans left too. So bankrupt, but leave my wife behind, uh, leave my dog and she's only there for like a month. So they just sit there and are hoping. And I had to leave that, that same week cause they were playing that weekend and left my wife and the dog behind doing nothing. Uh, what a, what a shock for them. But it was, uh, it was good. Like I said, there's seven of us, I think, that went to the DEL. Left my wife and dog behind, so it was, it was kind of shitty at the time. But she, she embraced it. My parents were actually flying in that week. I, I left from the second league to the DEL. So my parents flew into Munich, and I'm going to the other side of Germany. And they're just like, yep, you have to pack my apartment, please. Because I, I had no way to get back. Like, I had no cars set up for me, nothing. So I was, uh, I was on my way up. But... It was good. You know, it, it kind of got me to where we met each other and, you know, found our way, did pretty well in the DEL team was kind of average. I thought for a DEL team, you always think the top or upper leagues are going a little better, but I just didn't think they run a good program and knew I didn't want to stay. Had had offers to go to other DEL teams, but um, talking with, uh, talking with, what was, what was, what's our, uh, Coma. Coma, talk with Mike Coma. Seemed like they, you know, the next year we were going to go to the DEL, right? Like, and that was kind of the plan. So, so we better tell people Coma was the GM, yeah. Brittig was the lunatic coach that became the GM, and that's when things went sideways. Is when that guy was trying to do the recruiting. Beatingheim yeah. Steelers fall happened when Mike Coma was done. Yeah, Mike Coma brought our team together, right? He was, he was who, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. made our team. He he made our team happen that year, and he was a good guy. You know, he treated us well. 
Was Joel a good good guy? What what do you call? He called something all the time. It was funny. Me, Google Blitz. Google Blitz. Yeah. Yeah, And I guess I said that one time on the podcast before, but I never said what it means for people that don't know German. Is uh, do you know what it means, Google Blitz? No idea. Round lightning. (laughs) Round lightning. (laughs) Yeah. No, we talked about the hammer episode. Yeah. Google Blitz was round lightning because I was fat, but I was fast. But uh, Coma, Coma brought that team together and Brittig just kind of, I don't even know what Brittig did. I, I don't want to get back into that. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going down there yet. Are we there? We're not. No, we're in Landsberg. Then you went to the DL. So then you decide to sign in Beatingheim. So I guess we are there. So that year is when I signed there too. Yep. Which um, I had just gone to the finals with Lance. Like I literally yep. had just gone to the finals and lost in a best of five in game five in overtime. So we had gone as long. Yes. We'd gone (laughs) as long as we possibly could. And then this guy's tell me I got to be there July 1st to start the next season. Oh my God. That was. And man, then we just, we went at it, right? Like it was nuts. It wasn't uh, that's not normal. What we did was not normal. Like nothing that guy did was normal. Like nothing. Anything the way he behaved with nothing was normal. The only only things that were normal were us in the dressing room, and the and the Germans. The Germans made our team because uh, what we have we had five six six imports, so the six imports are good. But like you got to have a good German core of guys to do what we did. Like our imports carried, I think the scoring and all that stuff, but our Germans like held their fort and did a good job that way. Right? I, I think that league, um, the way I always saw it is like, there are teams with better imports than the other imports and it is a leg up like, and those are the top teams in those leagues, but the teams that actually win it, it all depended on the Germans you had. If you had game breakers and you had a deep German lineup, yeah. then, then you were in it. But if you were just, good imports you're not in it no you weren't in it because everyone all the imports were kind of if you really thought about it majority of the top six teams your imports are balancing each other out pretty much it's your germans that kind of felt that uh, make you push through and obviously you have better imports like you and you and kel's like freaking just it was like you know right away just little guy big guy and just happened right away right big and little sexy is what we call it yeah chest bumps every goal like all the time it was it was pretty cool (laughs) and and then you were up top of the power play serikov was standing in front of the net and guy was was in his one-timer man like rip it you know yeah man it was quite the power play i've never been a part of a power play that was so simple that nobody could stop. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do, really? If you think about it, Kel worked the Hoffwall. You worked it down low. We never you ever, ever went to the other side. Ever. Ever. For no reason. No ever. Reason. <laughs> yeah. And so nobody much- could stop it. I know. <laughs> there was no chance. It was just like, ding, 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 goal. Ding, 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 goal. Yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, and Sar- Sarikov was like... He was incredible at standing in front of a goalie. Like, man, everything. And when you get older in pro and you play like on a few lines where like it's just three skill guys and nobody's actually standing in front of the net, you realize how much you appreciate, especially on a power play. Like, when you're up top 
and you can see the goalie looking at you, that's when you're like, why am I even going to bother shooting? Like he's looking at me, but when you look up and you can't see the goalie's face and you're like, I see a pocket in the net and you just shoot it at the pocket and Sarikov would do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He's, he was that perfect net fronts. Like, like I said, I think Guypi had 15. I think I had 12 or 13. I think you and Kel probably had like 30 each that year. You know, it was just, everything was just, everything we touched that year was just went in. I think we only lost like eight games all year. No, you know, it, 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 it was, was really fun. It was so much fun. The way we scored, the way we, and the way we partied after was fun too, right? Like it was, it was a good time. Just a good group of guys. And, and even bringing like Casper, Casper was a Danish guy, but like he, he still had that spark that made it a lot of fun for us too. Right. So it was, it was, it was a great group of people. Like just yeah. everybody fit, like even Andre Kaufman, like yeah. we need, we needed a guy like that. And like, <laughs> and then uh, was, was Stefan Robitaille. Like yeah, Roby, yeah. he was the, He's he 10 was years the, older than me. <laughs> He was like 40 something years old and just cool, calm, collected and just played the game the right way. Yeah. He didn't care. Like, that's what I mean. It didn't matter who you played with. I think he played with Neumann all year that year. Right. He was a beauty. He didn't complain about anything. He just showed up, smile on his face. Let's play hockey. Yeah. Well, he did that. I I think he played for like 25 years. Like that's, that's crazy. Like it was, he played for a long time. Yeah. He said 10 years older than me, and I was pretty old. <laughs> wow. Well, you imagine, like, playing for 25 years? Like, I get injured doing anything now. Yeah. I can't imagine people that are, like, Jason Spezza still playing for the Leafs. That just... <clears throat> Joe, Joe Thornton, man. Joe Thornton's my age. It's disgusting. I don't even understand Crazy. it. I don't understand it at all. I don't get it at all. But anyways... The one thing I would like to discuss because I put out a picture or whatever it's called on Instagram of a picture of you, Kells, and me. And it's at the Fetter Market in Beatingheim because a couple folks, Manu and uh, a couple others, wrote to me saying, like, that's the Fetter Market. I, I recognize it in a heartbeat. Do you remember the Fetter Market, which is the horse market in Beatingheim? Yeah, do you remember that? I do remember the horse market. That was probably their first, I don't know, first few weeks there, right? Every year that you play there. Like, it's not just one year, it's every year. But but it's not the start of the season, but is it our first one? It's always, like, like before the actual regular season starts. It's during preseason. Yeah. And we, I remember we get it after. I, I remember, I remember sending that picture. I remember that. that Explain shirt. what it is. Explain what what the Fetter Market is. The Fetter Market is sort of like a small. I'd say it's like a small like Oktoberfest. October. It is. Right? It's the same it's thing. It's just Oktoberfest in our. I don't know. Was it in Beanie right downtown under the like under the train? I think right. All yeah, it's right. Down. All, all tents. And I mean, it's just a drunk fest. You can, in Germany, you're allowed to carry alcohol anywhere, right? There's no rules. So you just carry your beer wherever you want. Walk wherever you want. I remember my shirt. I wore a white shirt to that Fetter Market. By the end, I had so much red all over it because we were drinking wine too. And I was like, holy Christ, what a mess. Who else is there? Siler, Max, Max Siler. The, the whole team was there. There was probably two tables full of just... 
us just drinking on what dancing on the tables like oh. just having a great time well so that happened every year at Beatingheim. so for three years there um i guess you would had like babies there at one point but like the first it, two years the first two years i was part of it yeah. it was just so like it was like going to oktoberfest but the problem is in Oct- when you go to oktoberfest is you don't know all the people there and when i am living in Beatingheim, i don't know everybody and i don't think i do know everybody but i guess what people everybody know, knows you people know who we are and <laughs> we acted like w- People didn't know who we were and um, we had a hoot. (laughs) Yeah. I think it, I think it was our, I think it was the second year while we played. Uh, Oh no, it would have been my year that I didn't play with you. Oh no, there we played together our third year. That's when we were bad. And they were like, they weren't sure that we should be there. We got in trouble a little bit because like, how do these people know who we are? Like really like, do you care that much? Like, but they did. And what uh, every, I think the, Cause I don't think I went out that third year because I, I think I had RJ. Is that Grayson yet? No, not yet, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grayson might have been, yeah, just born maybe that year. So it's, yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Two, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Because yeah. when I went to Krimichow, I think you had just had him, right? Yeah. So did you have I, him in Krimichow? No, I would have had him. Well, I had him in Brockville. I had him the second year in Beatingheim. So my, our third year, like our third year playing together in Beatingheim. Yeah. And well, it was crazy, but I, I just remember that that place had, there's no, there's no one like in here, like when you're in Canada, like someone's like, okay, he's drinking too much. Stop. You just stop this kid. You could fall wherever you want. You fall right off a table. People pick you up and they just feed you more alcohol. Like, here you go. Keep drinking, drink as much as you want, as, as often as you want. But, and you can freaking get home however you want to. It was just like, there's no rules. There's no rules. You're right though. No People rules. would just fall right off tables and just right smash into all the beers and yeah. everybody just pick them up and, pick them up and you'd, all, them. you'd all say, Prost! And then you'd smash <laughs> beers and then get back after it. after it. And that's why I have a bad um history of going to Oktoberfest. It didn't go well both no. times, but you were close. Yeah, you lived closer first year, right? In Lansing, so no, there was a different time that things didn't go well. But anyways, uh, <laughs> where this this podcast isn't about me. Um, so <laughs> the other, the only other really thing I got is the Fetter Market, which was an incredible time. Like it really was. It kicked off the season for me. I couldn't wait to get back to Beatingheim because those first few weeks you're over there you're, you know, you get to do that. And man, it was so much fun. And Lance who'd had similar type thing, but it was at the end of the hockey season. It happened like right after we got put out in the finals or something. And it was an absolute train wreck too, but it was so much fun. Those places in Germany where you're all sitting outside drinking beers and they got the music playing and everybody's then stands up on the tables and you're smashing beers. Like it's, it, it is incredible over there, isn't it? Oh, it's un- I, I think it's unreal. Like the 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 drinking, the alcohol, the 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 Christmas markets. If you if people haven't been to a Christmas market ever in Germany, I mean the food there, the drinks, practice would be over. I forget when exactly the timing of it. I know it was like a maybe a month before Christmas, 
and it lasts for like two weeks. It was all of December. It was it was literally from December first till like the twenty third is what they do. And in the yeah. bigger cities. Yeah. And I mean we go to practice and we've been right over there all day drinking Gluvine. Gluvine is a hot wine. And all of a sudden you're just eating and drinking the whole time. It's just and the food's oh, incredible. Oh my god. So good. So good. The food. It's just oh oh so good and then I mean, you're standing outside it's that so much man yeah man it's snowing outside and you're standing outside drinking hot wine eating whatever crazy food that they're making and everybody's just in a good mood and you're standing outside you're not outside. inside in the winter like most people are yeah you're outside you got your center on the table it's got a little bit of fire at the top burning usually but I mean, that doesn't heat you up that much, but it's just a great time. Just how can it not be a great time? You've got great food that we love. Like we love the food right away. And then we got this freaking just wine and beer or whatever you want. Just right at your hand. Someone's serving it to you all night, all day. Like, oh. and, and you get to go to a different town each day if you want. And yeah. every town has one going on. Like you can go to every town and just check out the Christmas market. Like December is the best month in Germany by a mile. Yeah. I remember Esslingen. Remember Esslingen, the little town beside Beanheim? And they had oh, the, yeah. that old like medieval market. And it was, it was, it was so awesome. We just hang out there. And just because no one really knew who we were, like Beanheim, like I said, was small. And we always went to the beating one. They'd always know, well, Doug and Waldo are here again and again and again. So we kind of, we kind of rotated it out. That's when, when you got to get on the train. Yeah. Get on the train. That's right. <laughs> you, you definitely couldn't drive back. No, it was strictly a train to cab. <laughs> you, you don't go to a Christmas market driving. You don't drive anywhere in Europe. Who's kidding who? No, no it was so much easier to take the train. Well, why not, man? Cause everywhere we're going, we're going to be drinking. Right but if, if, if we're going to get serious right now, so then you got the Christmas market and you got the glue vine and all the food, but then on your way home, legitimately on almost every corner, there's a Turkish fella willing to <laughs> roll out fresh dough. Oh yeah. Put it in a pizza oven and make you shave off the meat, off the kebab, off the stick. Yeah. And we're talking, this is fresh dough in a pizza oven they got fresh vegetables and they're charging three euros for a wrap and you can put french fries in them are you serious (laughs) that was that was our go-to all the time that was awesome there was one every corner though every corner i knew every turkish guy in town yeah (laughs) and they knew us and they knew us by the end too good gosh (laughs) those fellas are making magic on every corner like good that so cheap though right three euros like and they're making it fresh like literally rolling it out with a with the roller and then putting it in a pizza oven like are you kidding me that's three euros that was our lunch too quite a bit right right down right and just on the left there we jump in grab a spetsy spetsy and uh a wrap please and be hey brent yeah dog yeah okay yeah no problem They had almost had it. Oh, Spetsy, eh? I haven't, I haven't heard the word Spetsy in a few years. Uh, Spetsy's a Fanta and a Coke mixed together, folks. Yeah, a Spetsy. We would have Spetsy's all the time. 
Who would have thought it'd be so good to mix a Coke and a Fanta together? <laughs> Only Germany's figured that one out yet, folks. Yeah. Or the, is, was that in the other countries? Because I tell you, they're rocking it. It was fantastic. It was. Definitely was. Can't believe North America is so far behind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are we? Um, yeah, I wrote down Christmas markets on here. Um, the only thing that other really came up here. Um, actually, I'm going to save that. Maybe PJ will come on someday and we'll talk about our mini golf battles before, <laughs> for, for Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, we played together for two seasons. The first year we win the championship. The second year I get hurt and ride the bike in the sauna. But then your season doesn't go as well. I don't think you're on the first power play because your stats don't look like it. I obviously think. Give me a quick story here. Quick story. No, because the coach decided he hated you, right? Because he always decided who he hated. You were next, right? I was next in line. And the reason why I remember saying at an interview when we won the championship the year before, I remember saying they got to do their part. We won this. We won this league. They got to get us to the DEL. And I remember me coming back and Dirk telling me, Dirk Robo goes, hey, Doug, you're in trouble. I'm like, what? Like you're in trouble. You can't, you can't like sewer the management because now they think it's their fault that we didn't go to the DL. And I remember, and that's kind of how it started. And then I remember he was all over me, like all over me all year. I got hurt a little bit in the middle. I, I busted up my knee a bit. I was out for a few yeah, weeks. MCL, I was done, right? Yeah. I was done before the season even started though. I could feel it. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> and it didn't help that. Like I said, like they have way less money the second year, right? Uh-oh. We have way less money. And then you went out right away. So it was, it was a tough, it was a tough battle. It was a, it was an uphill battle for sure. From almost like the first month, still good guys. We still had the same team pretty much most of the good guys, but we just like had less of a lot of guys moved on to DL and some other guys just didn't come back. But yeah. Yeah, no. So then you move on to Krimichow and I stay in beating high. Um, uh, Cause like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I stayed in Beatingheim, but man, things got so bad and like it was so horrible to go to the rink um, at near the end when Brittig knew his time was coming to an end and um, like we didn't have a good team. The budget was horrible. So obviously you sign a bad team because your budget's not good. And then all of a sudden this coach they think is good that actually had like the all-star team of the league a couple of years ago when he wins the championship, all yeah. of a sudden he's telling us that we have to shoot it from center because oh. it's always a threat. He told <laughs> us it was always a threat to shoot it from center. And as soon as I would get, as soon as guys would get to center, he would be yelling at them to shoot it. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's, Once you got to center, you had to shoot it at the net. That's Britain. Yeah. You had to shoot it at the net. Like our first year, it was us that did it, right? Like he didn't set, he didn't give us a power play. He put us on the ice and said, "Here you go," and then all of a sudden, money goes and you lose the talented players, and that's what happens. And people turn on him quick. Like our team gelled together as a group, so I think it wasn't a problem. But as soon as you have one or two bad apples that go on your coach, like that happens. And I mean, it was gonna happen. Like, but the worst thing is, is because he won. Didn't he get a coaching job in DEL like two years later or something like that? 
Yeah, and where he was living in Dusseldorf. But let's not even talk about him anymore. We've already talked about him <laughs> enough. So we're going to go to you. where you did go is you end up going from Beatingheim to Krimichau. And the only reason I want to bring up Krimichau, because we still have some stuff to talk about here, and we've been going a while, I think. I don't, um, I don't know either. We got to start putting a timer on this stuff, maybe. <laughs> but um, Krimichau is, I guess, I don't know how to really explain it. It's the outdoor rink? You mean the outdoor rink? I, the outdoor rink where um, I played a game there one time where I'm not joking, all the water bottles completely were frozen before warm-ups were over. You couldn't get a drink of water the entire game because the water bottles were frozen. And um, th- you can see the forest behind the nets. <laughs> and <Yeah>. there's guys <laughs> like Topless drinking ho- the hot what? Banging drums. Hot wine. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an eye-opener. Like when, you, when you go that to start, no problem, right? We're going in August fine and it was everything was good no problem good actually brand new like a locker room we had a brand new locker room so for germany it was a nice brand new locker room um but then i get on the ice and i go oh my god i'm outside like i didn't know i had no idea right like i've never been there before i trust wherever we're going i said i have to get i just want to keep playing i want to candace want to keep playing i want to keep playing so it's like you know I'll, i'll keep playing one more year and see if i can get back to where i want to be for a couple of years and then finished maybe on a good note, something, you know, so I, we played for a bit, but you played I, in I know, with beating Like you knew it was outside. I didn't though. I don't, I don't remember a lot of ranks when I played, you know, like I didn't, you I just didn't, went, showed up and played and you're played. like, whatever, let's go. But like, yeah, like that rank was, as, I don't remember. As, that ranks as effed up as it gets, man. I don't remember our bottles freezing when we played there for the one or two games. Right. I think we only played maybe two games there. Like, so, every year so i remember but when i got there and played there and i had to wear gloves under my under my gloves i had to wear like a ski mask at practice because we practice no matter what so like it's minus 25 because it's in the colder part of germany it's minus 25 and i'm just sitting there going how the fuck are we gonna practice i can't even feel my hands <laughs> i can't feel my hands but we have to shoot pucks so how does this make sense I'm like, can we not go on the bike today, like, and let it drop at least another 10 degrees? But there's just like, nope, nope, we're practicing today. I'm like, just frozen stiff. And I was probably for, like, I did two months straight. So in my mind, I was like, this is my last year. I'm done. You know, I think I was 30, 31 or 32. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done playing hockey. I kind of just don't want to do this anymore. So that's how, that's how Kermit Show And we were bad. It's a bad organization. It's always been a bad organization. Um, I don't think they ever like make the playoffs. So we had a decent, we had a decent team, decent players. Everyone was good there, but just they don't have any money. And, and you know how it is. If you're in the top six in Germany, they're gonna make the play. It's pretty much how it's listed. There's not too many upsets. We were in the bottom six of the, of the league, and you're just not, you're not gonna make the playoffs no matter what. Your your Germans are like juniors, right? You know how our juniors kind of play with us sometimes but our junior our germans were actually juniors you had like 18 year old kids that were just playing and they're not not like the good germans too like you had actually good germans on your like reader and kunak like those are for the good germans that would play at 18 but uh ours were kind of the lower end ones so there was i don't we can compete we just can compete i i 
I know what Krimichow was. I guess for the listeners, I'll give a little background. Is basically they're a lower budget team in the second league in Germany that their imports they can be they're good players. They're not the highest pay in the league. The Germans are going to be junior players, but like they just try to kind of make the playoffs, right? And that's what Beatingheim became. When you were gone, that's what we were. That's what Beatingheim yeah. was. And it was horrible. Yeah. From what we had were, from what we were when I first got there, and then like they loved me there, everybody liked me. And then from what we were to what we became, it was so horrible to be a part of watching like the fall of the, like I was part of the fall of like from the great to the bad. And it was awful to be a part of, but it was all based on the budget. Yeah. It was the, it's, I'm not saying that my buddies aren't good hockey players that came in the last couple of years, but like, like you weren't as good as the teams that were at the start. And it wasn't even close. Like it was disgusting the teams I was playing on at the end. Our third our third year we played together. We had all good imports, right? Like they, the imports were just as good. Like there wasn't that but we had so many young Germans and then our coach like I remember talking because we were both experienced. I don't know if you talked to him as much, but I remember talking to Danny and be like, you can't have these young Germans. We gotta get some good Germans on our team in order to compete. He's like when I remember telling him, oh we can't and I was just like we paid, well, he paid us decent. You know, we got decent money that year as imports. But, like, I miss, I mean, the German money must have just kind of went right to the crapper, you know? So, it was uh, – but then, <laughs> yeah. Then, then the next year after that, we had Kevin Gadet, which – no, you would, you had Kevin for a bit, didn't you? Um, are we there now? So, yeah, we talked well, about the outdoor rink, and we're in Beatingheim. So, um, yeah, Danny – was a good good guy. Um, didn't have the budget to work with. He was a great guy. Um, yeah, I think so. Like I, I heard he passed away, and it's, yeah, that's it's horrible, horrible to hear because uh, he was a great guy. Um, and uh, I wish he would have had a budget to work with, and I wish things would have worked better for him when he got his dream job of coaching yeah. that team. Yeah, he was a good guy. He he made, he I think he made the best of what he had, right? He he didn't have a whole lot. Like he, he tried the he tried right. Like he yeah. was doing the best he could. Yeah, he definitely was. You know another thing I like and remember the, uh, the meat guy, the meat guy, uh, Manfred, right? <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you've talked about him. I haven't heard any conversations with him. Like, man, how about that? Like, we had a guy that would service meat, bring us meat. Whenever like we wanted, like it was like free, and he'd cook it for us. Oh, so good, Doug. I don't oh. think I don't think you actually understand what Manfred did for me. Um, so the first season, he's Justin's sponsor, whatever on the jersey, whatever. The next year, my knee gets hurt. He's still Justin's sponsor. Apparently, Justin's getting meat this whole time, and he doesn't tell anybody yeah. about. He doesn't tell anybody about nothing. No. And then I'm out for dinner with like Lisa, the guys with Hammer and Guypey. We're out for dinner 
and Manfred's there at the restaurant and he, he says to hammer in German, he says, what's with this guy. I sponsor his Jersey this year and he doesn't once come out to get meat. And hammer's like, well, he probably doesn't even know you're a sponsor or this or that. And he talked back and forth in German yeah. and then they make the plan. Like I we're going out there to his place to check out the shop. Yeah. And we go out there and I left, I left with a bag of meat that had to have been worth uh, $500. There was no more than that. There was one filet thing of meat beef that came from like Argentina that was like worth, it said on the package like 250 euros. And I was like, for a piece of meat, and you're letting me take this back to my crappy little apartment to slice up and put on the little... (laughs) You know, and, and, and then I was allowed to do that like almost once a month, like, because he sponsored my Jersey. So like you got your, your thing, like with the team, you got a couple episodes. I was doing that once a month, dude. And they wonder why I got fat. Yeah. We went a couple of times. I remember going there actually with Kells, I think his second year. And then I remember like a couple of times he invited a couple of people and the meat that, I remember the first time I went, like the meat that he fills in a garbage bag. It's like a garbage bag full of meat. Just like plop, 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 plop. There's like, holy Christ. And he did that to a couple guys. I was just like, that's a good guy, a good sponsor. But like, and then I didn't know, I didn't know after that you actually were, were his sponsor. Like that's, I remember Kels telling me like, yeah, I come here like every three weeks. He just fills me up. Yeah, no, it was about, yeah, I was going, like, I didn't want to abuse it. So I, I, I don't think, I don't know if I was, I was probably once a month or two months, but he like, he basically like was mad at me for not going because I didn't know when Justin left, he sponsored my Jersey. And he was like, Hey, Sal boy, come, Hey, Kugelblitz, come get, come get the meat. (laughs) He couldn't speak English though, right? No. So I'd have to go there. I'd have to go there and sit there and we would drink a coffee together and I would try and talk German (laughs) <laughs> and he would have a translator and we'd sit there and have a coffee. And then we'd walk around and he'd tell me about all the meat. And then I'd leave with a big bag. And <laughs> I even hit the town with him in Beatingheim one night. Yeah. 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 I, man, this is bringing back so many memories. Me and Manfred He's- hit once my German was better. Manfred and I went over to his house, um, had a drink. And then we hit the town and he took me for, couple drinks in the sub in some basement yeah <laughs> <laughs> some basement that's that was random that mimos was a basement right we went to mimos all the time yeah mimos was a great spot that was where the daisy dupes came out that's where i cut my jeans off right that's, <laughs> that's right. where we won the championship okay we're getting off topic again so um we've been having fun we've been laughing it's been great um so now i guess you brought up kevin godette so um, for me, um, I went to Beatingheim. We win the championship. I have, you know, the coaches, the, the management, whoever telling me, like, if I, if I stay with the team through this dark time with the bad budget, I will be with them through when we get through it. And I'm, I'm with it. I'm part of the program. We're all in this together. And then they bring in this new coach who then decides he doesn't like me, which that's what happens. And yep. Kevin, you know what? <laughs> Realistically, 
That's what coaches want to do. I'd want to bring in my guys too. I would do the exact same thing. I would want to get out of the old, but like people, they had made promises to me and they had said, like, if you do all this for us, like you, you, you're here. You scored like 30 goals that year too. Right. It's not like, I had, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I did just fine. Yeah. He, he, uh, he knew how to work the team. He, he did it right away. Right. Like he brought in, he brought in some, bad players like i remember i forget the kid's name anyways he brought him in i remember remember waldo i pissed and escaped that kid i forget the german kid that i yeah, do you remember that so are, are we allowed to talk about that like why not i don't give a crap about that kid. He's okay so, he's so arrogant no that like, guy was the worst person ever so i actually wrote that somewhere i don't know if it's on the notes or not but i have that we were pocal champions so okay. this is the this is the year I'm hurt with a hernia. I'm having hernia surgery. You guys win the championship while I'm up in the stands watching. But we brought in Marvin Tepper. Tepper. Marvin Tepper. Yeah. Marvin Tepper. And this guy was the worst, worst teammate, teammate you could ever, 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 ever happen, right? Ever. And I'm the captain of the team this year. Um, so I'm like, I'm sure some of the guys looked at me, some of the Germans kind of like, I don't know. It was, tough. it was a tough team that year. A lot of Germans, the younger Germans stuck together and they didn't really like the imports. And, and when that happens, it's tough. But we ended up winning the Polkal Championship and he thought he was the king shit. He was out of there quick. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get this guy. And he had scored a goal that night or something, right? Like he, he had scored a big goal and he was the biggest asshole yeah. I've ever met in my life. Like literally, I've never met ever. one like it. Ever. He freaking treated us like shit. He wouldn't celebrate with us on the ice. Remember? Yeah, like, he'd score a goal and then skate away from everybody. Skate away from everyone. I was just like, I had enough, you know? So I was just like, onto the dressing room. Everyone's selling out. It was a good time. He's probably the first guy out within 10 minutes. And we just won a championship. I think we we're in like 12 or 13 place. Like we we're doing bad that year. So we won a championship in Germany, which is pretty big. The stands are packed. Everyone's having a great time. I think we're drinking on the ice. We have the, the, the championship trophy. When we get back in the dressing room, he's gone. I was like, I fucking hate this guy. I said, guys, like, who hate? Like, I'm done. Went over to the stall, grabbed his stall, and I filled the skate up with piss. Just fucking pissed all in it. And I just left it there. And everyone just looked at me like, what? I'm like, that's not part of our team. You know, like, that guy's not part of our team. Like, we got to, we have to do better. But I probably shouldn't have did that. But I didn't give a fuck at the time. That guy could be fucking crazy. Um, that guy was the worst person I probably have played hockey with. But... He was very talented and could move, and, but like was the worst person I think I've played with. Like, I hope, I hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> Not that it matters. Who gives a shit, right? Like, uh, you like, think I'll, you think I I can't imagine where that cat's at right now. Uh, how can anyone? He played in a lot of DEL teams, playing the top second. League well, he team. was so good, man. He shows yeah. up for a tryout. You're like, yeah, sign the kid. Yeah, really good German, really good German. Top talent, top skill, could score. But man, that attitude, I couldn't. Ugh, you couldn't watch it with anything. Well, I wasn't really like. Basically, when he got there, is when the hernia happened. So, like, I. I heard about the P thing. I don't know if I was going to bring it up, but if you're willing to, I'm, I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that guy. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I don't think anybody did, but what I didn't like was 
Like I went from that team and beating Heim from like with having Guypey, Hammer, Schmatzy, like all those guys, like yeah. like Siler Rama, like all the guys that were just beauties. Um, yeah. Our young dude, guys were really good, right? Like the young guys knew their role. They just remember we win Waldo after we got eighty points. Every win was two hundred and fifty dollars. So our young guys didn't play a game. They would come into the dressing room, just start yelling. I'm like, you didn't even play, but they got the same bonus as everyone on the team. So every 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 win that we got, we got an extra almost like thousand bucks. And those kids are 18 years old, and they got the same thing. So they would come in flying. So like, the camaraderie of our team was just like it just gelled. It was awesome, right? So, well, and then from there to what it happened, like, and you were the captain, and I was one of the leaders on that team too, and from what that season was near the end was so it was so brutal. Like the, when the young Germans like were, they literally weren't playing good and um, basically saying like, I remember them saying like guys were stealing points and stuff. And I was like, you guys realize like, (sighs) like we're all over a point a game and we're all trying the best we can here yeah. And like you guys haven't there, there were some guys that like they were, they were doing so much whining and bitching about the imports. And then when you looked at their actual body of work, when it came to hockey, you're like, how can you be pointing fingers at us? And yeah. I like, I, I'm not going to say names right now, but yeah. like there were a couple they're, that they're, I was, Right, that's what it was. They were young. We had a young they were like 20, 21 years old, and they thought yeah. they were hot shit. Yeah, and they were they were already on that low budget because we kind of slid down. We didn't know. I think they still paid the imports well, but I think they kind of like when you when you skip on the Germans, that's when your team's not good, right? You know that everyone. Well, knows that. it's all about depth, right? In any yeah. league, and it's like it's like when guys get hurt and you have a guy to fill in. Like I just hated when when it it was it was so hard for me from what it was to what it became and when the those young german kids like started pointing fingers at imports and then imports started doing that back at them and it was like how did we get to this and it's all budget yeah and like to think about all those teams that I mean, I guess it's just because of the team we were and we were supposed to be good to what yeah. it became. That was in our mind, right? We wanted to be good because we, we remember the Beheim team that we first went to our first year. And, and it, it was, wasn't that. No, it was awesome, right? So that's what we wanted. How often did you play the year that uh, we were with Kevin? Did you did you get back in quite a bit that? Um, so what happened was um, I uh, I had about 20 goals in 20 games. Um, we hadn't had a good year the year before and I really dedicated myself and I like, I got a personal trainer and I got all in shape and then I really rocked it at the start of the year and I had 20 goals in 20 games and we were in last place and, um, it really, really, really messed with me mentally. Um, I didn't know what else I could do. I cared so much about the Beatingheim Steelers. I cared so much about the town and the people. And I really liked it there, man. And they were good people, right? Right. And they, they, 
I thought like they really liked me and like I was in with them and like they would call me Mr. When I'd come out. Right. And then I had 20 goals in 20 games, but then Danny held didn't have a budget. He recruited a team that sucked. Like it really did. It was awful. It was was the goalies like, and then we bring in Sharpie at the end, which was, he was a great dude, but like, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, was, too, late. It, it was too late by then though. Right. It was, it just, was horrible, man. It was, it was really, really bad. It was he brought in Sharpie. Was, Sharpie got hurt. Then he brought in another Hauser. He brought in the Hauser for a bit too. So that was that got debt. Right. But like, so I know like the beating Heim situation just sucked, but so yeah. I had 20 goals in 20 games. Godet comes in. Danny held gets fired who I really liked. I really wanted him to be the coach and yeah. um, I kind of lost my way when he wasn't there anymore. And then there was this another new guy, like another coach I have to prove myself to just to keep a job on this team. And like, then this guy would bring in PJ and say, um, Wally doesn't pass to you. Why do you want to play with him? And then he'd bring me in and say, well, PJ is not that good. Why do you want to play with him? And then he'd bring you in and say, like, he, yeah. he doesn't pass up to the top on the power play. Why do you want to play with him? And he was trying to get us all to hate each other. Each other, yeah. He wanted to get rid of all of us. So, really, when we when I played with you that year, he wanted to get rid of every import, right? Except for except for Jocko. He liked Jocko because he was fast, right? Like, remember he had the heat? That was his speed. He was, like, fast. Like, I'm going to throw up the wall. Just go. Just go. Doug, get back at the puck, just go. I'm just like, what? The, we have so much ice and so much time. I'm just throwing it away. And then at the end, he's like, I had a two-year contract, right? I had a two-year contract with him. And we, we go in at the end of the year, and he's like, yeah, you could you could look for other teams if you want. I was like, I think I had a pretty good year. I had like almost 40 points as a D. I'm like, yeah, I know we didn't do well, but like, I'm not the reason why we didn't do well. He's like, you could, uh, you could just go to another team. I was like, well, you owe me for a full year. So in Germany, you have to buy someone out. Right. So if you're going to buy me out, I'll leave and I'll find another team. He's like, Oh no, no, we're not buying you. So I was like, well, until you buy me out, I'm not leaving. That's it's plain and simple. There's by that, that by that time I was in my fifth year. So I know all the rules. We know all the regular relegations of what's going on. You can't just, gas it right you like you have to buy me out or else i just come back and i'll just play it out or i'll sit in the stands and do whatever but as an import like that's that's tough for them so and it was a lot of money for beating them at the time so i stayed out and played that year and lo and behold like we could get into that later but geez kevin Gadet was probably weirdest gray haired orange haired guy that i know right like he he was he was a weird dude. Like some of the things he did was just just a little different. That's all. Um. Yeah, it was hard for me because I was like so fully invested with Beatingheim that I literally thought I was gonna play there until it was over. Like like I thought that's where we were at, and then they bring in him and. Like the fans in the second league in Germany or in Germany in general, and they get so passionate and they like, you lose a couple games and they get so on you. Yeah. And then you win a few games and they love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, so 
roller coaster, man. It's a roller they're so coaster. high. They're so low. Like I remember playing a game. I don't know if it was in Lansuit or in Beatingheim, but we were in Garmisch, we're like the most beautiful town in yeah. Germany. But like their fans were throwing like glasses on the ice, like actual pint glasses. <laughs> onto the ice because they weren't playing good enough like yeah. and we were playing the game while it was happening they were just smashing on the ice yeah it's crazy it's it is crazy their fans are intense right like crazy intense like our, our fans had a great their first year but then when you're bad you're bad like they're all over you the they one, hate you they I, hate you and then you're leaving the rink and you're like this is my job like i and then you're like, I'm still scoring 30 goals a year. Like, yeah. what, 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 am I doing something you wrong? Want, yeah, they always, they, it's, they're so passionate. It's, uh, it's nothing I've ever seen before, right? Like, when we won, like, how awesome was it in Munich? Like, that corner, man, people were their shirts off, just waving their shirts around, just yelling at us, horns are flying. But then when you're not winning, man, their faces are like red and like they make signs about you that like you're shit and garbage and they just post it up. So, but I mean, in the end, like you, as you know, it's, it's not really the individual. It's, it's how they build the teams and it's, it's tough. Sometimes it's a tough, it's a tough goal when you're not doing well, but it's awesome when you're freaking high. I, I, I would say for the young up and comers, which I don't think any listen to this cause this is all for <laughs> old boys, but yeah. um is like you got to do your research of where you're going because if you have a chance to win, then you guys better win. And if you're not supposed to win, then it's all fine if you lose. Like that's where you're at in Germany. Like if you're supposed to win, you better freaking win or you're yeah. done. So the next year that we played, that, that my last year in Beanheim, we brought in some good Germans and I'm like, we're all of a sudden that like we got money back. Right. Oh, the money all came back that all year. right. When I was leaving, yeah, that, it's all they, right. When I was leaving after all the promises that were told to they me. brought in the two Rodman yeah. brothers and then PJ and I were on two year contracts, but he wanted to get rid of both of us and we stayed. So two of your imports that you don't even want, but like, I mean, let's be honest. We're both imports that did well in this league for a while. No, but I get it. I get his side of it. He wants his team. He wants his guys. He wants the Rodman brothers, and he wants to bring in the other two imports. I wouldn't want somebody picking my team. I wouldn't. If I was picking a team, back off. And I I get his side. And Kevin, as much as I hate you, I (laughs) understand your side. I just don't like how you bring in people to – try and start fights between people just because that's what your end goal is. Yeah. You is know, it, because it, I'm a better person and I would just tell you straight up and I'd be like, I want to a fresh start in beating Heim and I'm going to bring in new players. That's yeah. one way of going about it. And we could do, or you could do it this way, right? Yeah. It's easier for us to do our job too. We play with the rest of the year. And then we find a job for ourselves in that time, right? Because you know how it is. You sign contracts usually towards the last couple of months of the season because you actually have to go back to Canada. So towards the end, that's what it was. And But he was uh, – he, he played us well. He, he didn't know how to play us behind closed doors. He tried he, his you, you know what he knew how to do too? Is he knew how to work every sponsor and every fan 
and everybody in charge of that team. He worked them like he was playing a piano. So we, we won that turn. I think he like, it's a video game for him. That's my honest opinion. As a GM and a coach of the second league, he's like, this is a video game for me. I'm going to see if I can keep bringing in new guys. We won the championship. All of our imports were gone the next year. They were all gone. Right. You so win a championship and you, you keep nobody like keep that. Nobody. That's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be. No. You keep the core together and you try and win more together because then people want to come back. Yeah. And I remember that year too. Like, do you remember, I think it was at the end of that year. Cause I remember, I think we were getting money. You're like, we should bring Kelly. Cause you play us, right? We didn't really know him at the time. He was playing us pretty good. And we're like, you should bring Kelly back. Uh, I think Kelly's a little too slow for this league. Kelly's too slow for this league. I'm like, do you see how many points he gets every year in this league? Like, he didn't get it, right? And it took him a couple of years to figure it out, and then he brought him back. But, like, I remember him saying that. I think he's too slow in this league. Oh, he like, said that to me, too. Yeah. yeah, like, dude, that's crazy, right? Like, a guy who gets 60, 70 points in this league is not too slow. Like, he's doing his job. Like, but he had that different breakout, man. It's whatever side was dumped on, just hammered up, like, shotgun. Shotgun, like, boom, just go. Did you guys uh, do that when you won it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You were still doing that? Still doing it. Did it the whole time. The, sh- the slap shot up the wall? Slap shot up the wall. Yep. Shut up. Yes. I thought that was because we weren't good that year. We still did it. Like, it was, we, we did it a lot still. Yeah. The slap shot up the wall. Shotgun. Remember shotgun? Oh, I remember. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I haven't hated someone oh. in hockey like oh. which like I I totally get why he didn't want me back and you know what I needed a fresh start too and I've got this off my chest and we're all good Kevin we're all fine yeah. I'm fine um I just I've never heard of like cherry pick like like whatever, whatever side they got dumped in on that winger had to stay at the far blue line Far blue line. Like he's telling me to stand at the far blue line. And I'm like, I want to get the puck in my own end, pass yeah. it up with guys, control the puck. And you're telling me to go stand at the far blue line. That's hockey. That was, that was his hockey. I'm like, this is not hockey. Like what if we turn the puck over? Then we're shorthanded in our zone for like a few seconds. It was, it was bizarre. And it worked. It worked towards the end, but we, he did it more like with like three guys on each line. And it's, I would never do it. I don't think it's a freaking hockey system, but like we probably did it like every third game. That would be our play for that game. Wild. Um, Wild. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Strange cat that guy was, eh? Yeah. He did well, man. After, after like he won, he won a lot of championships in the second. I game. know. It's weird. Um, Cause but import, you, you know what? Anytime had money, they got their money back. So like well, that. and that's what it's all about. Like yeah. you get you can get set up in in Germany as a coach. If you if you're going to a place that has a budget, you're set. Yeah. Or if you go somewhere that doesn't have a budget and you you do something that year, then maybe you can get to the big budget teams. But other than that, like they know who's gonna win and who's gonna lose, and it it is what it is, right? Yeah. It doesn't change. It doesn't really change that much, right? Like you, you know who the winners are usually by the first two months. It's not like a surprise, right? You know where all the good Germans are. You know where it's, that's just the way it is. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, 
So we're almost near the end here. Cause I think we've been going almost like, like longer than most here you right. leave. So Godet doesn't like you. He didn't like me. He didn't like PJ. You know what? We weren't his cup of tea, but then you decide it's over. Yeah. And then you head back to Canada and you're like, well, maybe it's not over. <laughs> I got so I, uh, I did. I headed back to Canada. I actually talked to my wife. My two sons were four, five and one, or five and two or four and one. So we we're kind of at the end of our year. And I think I was, I was 34 years old, headed back to Brockville. We had a house here. We bought a house probably three years before we were done, bought a house, came back and, Candace got a job and I found a job and then did my business stuff like we talked about. Then I headed to Cornwall um, to play in the oh LNAHA. It's the, the French Hockey League and play one team in Cornwall in Ontario and then the rest are the, from uh, Quebec where you really notice the difference in professional hockey. Even if you're playing minor pros, Second league, DEL, AHL, East Coast, doesn't matter where you're playing, but you know you're playing the minors. And then there's this LNAHA league that you play games on weekends. You don't practice, there's zero practices. And you play, and we're all ex OHL, Quebec Major Junior, and pro hockey players, all of us. Contact and the fighters. Oh my God, this is the toughest hockey league ever ever like no question about it ever every fight every game it's the two tough guys and they just drop their gloves drop their helmets grab their shirts and just punch each other in the face as hard as they can until someone says we're done and i just sit there and go oh my god like i get a little bit of money but these guys get a little bit more and they're getting their faces like demolished like not like just like okay we're done like if you go on YouTube and Google LNAHA, League National Hockey, and watch some of the fights, they are the toughest son of the bitches that you'll ever play with. Francis Lassard was on our team. He played for the Ottawa Senators. And his knuckles looked like a meat grinder. Like, I mean, he would just be ready. Vaseline his face before he go on the ice because he knew he had to fight. Vaseline his eyebrows, Vaseline his cheeks, Vaseline his head. I'm like, what are you doing? I look over like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm going to fight. I'm like, you're the same age as me. Like, we're 35. We're both 35 years old. I'm like, you're going to fight? Oh, yeah. And he, and he tapes his wrists up and talk. Great guy, right? Awesome guy. But just like every game within the first two or three minutes, there's a fight. Because it's a clown show, and the fans are there to watch the fights, and the hockey's kind of second. <laughs> so the, they, never, they never bothered guys like us. Like, anyone that was there to play hockey, they let them play hockey. But man, to watch the fighters fight, it was fucking something else. They are they are tough. They're boxers. Oh, what's the guy? Steve Bosse. You know Steve Bosse from UFC? No. He played he played on uh he played on one of the teams and oh my god, just crazy, right? Just like he's a UFC fighter. He's playing he plays on weekends to fight. Like does he, this still happen? Oh yeah, it still happens. That's that's all they do. That's Those still two, happening. That looks still play. rocking. It's still rocking, yeah. Yeah, it is nuts. Those guys, I mean, they make a bit. They make pretty good. So, money. how far were you driving? Where's Cornwall? How far were you? Forty-five driving? minutes. Forty-five minutes. And then, how far were the games from there? 
So we drive, uh, a lot of them were like in the like Montreal area, which is like another hour and a bit from, from Cornwall. So we go on a little bus and drive up there and we play either Friday, Saturday or Friday, Sunday. But then I work Monday, Monday to Friday. And then just our homies were Friday and played, went up there with, there was myself and then, I don't know, Ryan Jardine played for the Florida Panthers. Pat Cavanaugh, I played for the, like, we had a lot of guys play NHL first round draft picks. And it was like, I played a year and a half and I was like, what am I doing? So like after the game, we drink beers, no problem. But like guys were doing like crazy snorting drugs. You know what I mean? It was a little Really? Yeah. Like on the bus, on the bus. I was just like, ah. I have two kids, you know, like this is, this is not for me, you know, like these guys are still having a great time. Some of them are young and just partying and the coaches, the coaches don't even care. Like management's not really anything. It's just like a. Yeah. It's just be who, be whoever you want to be. Yeah. So it was a little different, but it was a year and a half was enough. Let's just say that just an extra extra money in the pocket, play the game. And it was pretty easy. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to figure out. So that's uh, that league sounds like nothing I want to be a part of. Um, nope. No. <laughs> um, I don't think I really have anything else other than uh, I'd like to end this so we can just chat uh, casually. Casually. How about good. you? Sounds good. Okay. Me. Well, thank you very much for making the time for me, big guy, because like realistically, um, I think we're part of like the best power play that the second league in Germany probably has ever seen. And it was Geipy, Sarikov, me, you, and Big Sexy. And like, you couldn't stop us. Like, you really couldn't. No, we were, we were pretty potent. It was... It was a joy that year. Like the the memories of that one year kind of trumped the other five years in Germany, even when I won another championship. That one year kind of that team was just it was something else, you know, like players, the man like management, even the coach. I know he kind of he left us alone at the end, let's be honest. But like it, it just worked. It worked that year. And to to make the memories and have the friendship that we gained was, you know, it was awesome. And I I really appreciate you everything that we've done together was it was a great time and it was awesome I, I remember it like it was yesterday it was so much fun dude like we grew up together like really we did like i was right out of college um lisa and i are getting married we're getting engaged you're having a kid like we we grew up together right yeah. it was fun it was it was definitely like you said man like we when we run into each other i went to kakar and met you that one day like it was like nothing changed right like not a thing changed like Saw each other walk down by the by the water with you, and nothing's nothing, changed. Still, it's all still the same. It's awesome. Doesn't matter how far you're apart. Like every time you talk to someone that's like your brother, it's just like like just it's awesome, man. Right, and uh, yeah, no, I it 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 was a great time in beating high, and uh, it is too bad that coach came in. You know what? Because who knows what could have happened, but like. You can never look back because I've, I, I think it's awesome because then it led me to Cardiff and all the other things um, that led me to that. They didn't want me back. So I think it's great, but um, I'm glad you're seeing you're, you're doing well. And 
it is tough out of hockey, but oh, yeah. um, we all do it, right? Yeah, the first two years is really tough, right? The first year, first two years when you first get home, it's it's what do you do? It's a different lifestyle, but once you adjust, and like you said, you've been out like probably five or six years. I've been out like eight or nine now, and once you adjust to it, like I, I like where I'm at in my life, and I love talking to my old buddies like this, and it, it just. I love every part of my life, man. There's nothing that I don't like about my life. Everything is, is working out well. And it's because of what we did, man. We're, we're good, genuine people in the end of it, right? Like we're great guys. I had a great time when we knew each other and turned into being what you're doing and what I'm doing and kind of helping everything else. So it's hundred percent. You're absolutely right. And like, it's, it's like why that guy's skates got filled up is like every <laughs> single guy on that team had your back and that's yep. why that guy if he didn't know about it that's why your skates were soggy on monday because <laughs> not one guy on the team told you about it because that was the one thing that bonded us together is how much we hated you yeah that's right i'm right <laughs> yeah so all right buddy well right. that was awesome i like literally i i love this shit this is the best thing i do um i was giddy man i was giddy getting ready to talk to you about it i haven't talked to you in a few years and now that we did it it was it was awesome we had a great time no seriously it's so much fun man <laughs> like it's yeah. it's like yeah what it yeah i i didn't stop now all right anyway some people clap on one and three some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Santa Claus. I'm like Pizza Towns and I'm always speaking my mind. I'm not for it.